Hey, everybody, I'm Mike. And this is Matt or Matthew, depending on what you want to call me. <laughs> and welcome to We Are the Batman. This is your number one show for all things Batman related, be it movies, comics, or television. And uh, we're kicking things off strong with, you know, it's obviously been a little bit since this uh, was released and hit theaters, but we are going to give our overall thoughts on the 2022 released Matt Reeves directed The Batman starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, uh, John, uh, John, uh, John Turturro, Colin Farrell, a lot of, lot of names in this. Scars guards and other uh, guards. Scars guard, yeah. Uh, it's a <laughs> lot, lot of people, a lot of names, a lot of faces um, before, in front of and behind the camera. And we're going we're gonna to get into a little bit of all that stuff um let's let's kick things off here though uh matt uh, just a simple yay or nay on this movie yay or nay i'm a yay definitely a yay yeah i'm a big yay i'm a big yay too um this was a was this something that you were like super excited anticipating were you just kind of like yeah yeah cool i'll see it when i see it like how are you feeling before going into this um there's few characters when it comes to their movies that I'm going to be their opening day, Batman's one of them. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like, it's kind of weird. Like I wasn't super anticipating this just because DC FU has done me wrong for the past 10 or 15 years or whatever they call themselves. But, but I was very intrigued by Pattinson being Batman. Mm-hmm. Like ever so often there's a casting for a film and I'm like, I would have never picked that dude. What did he do in the room? for them to give him the job, I got to see it. Mm. It was similar to like Chris Evans, who had not played the stalwart hero that I had seen and always the swagger guy. So when he was announced as Captain America, I was like, can he do that? I have to see this. And of course he did. And just like Evans, Pattinson is amazing as Batman. He really uh, found an understanding with how this character was going to work, particularly with this Matt Reeves version of it. This is a, this is a take on Batman and Bruce Wayne that we, we have not seen before I, that I can recall. And, and, and I, Batman's my lifeblood. Uh, I don't recall ever really seeing this side of uh, even in the comics, you know, going into year one and all that, this is something so different. And when you hear Matt Reeves talk about drawing the comparisons to, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana, it really, I think, speak vo- speaks volumes to the kind of uh, tortured rock star type who's just figuring out the best way to function in the world as he knows it. And I think we got a lot of that with with Pattinson. And, and yeah, I was one of those people who, when I heard he was cast, I was just like, Really? And, yeah. I, and I, I had seen his stuff outside of Twilight. I wasn't one of those people who were like, oh, really? They got the sparkly vampire? <laughs> it's like, no, like I, I had seen The Lighthouse. I had seen um, I had seen a bunch of his other stuff. And I was just like, really? Oh, oh, OK, I'll, I'll I'll play along. I'll give you a shot. Um, so that. Yeah. So going into it and like you, I agree. Like he just he just nailed it. He nailed it so well. Well, and I think for me personally, the biggest problem I've always had with all the Batman movies, all of them, is that you could read eight issues of the comic and you never see Bruce Wayne. 
mm-hmm. and they were just they never did that in the movie. Yeah. So for this to be like 80-90% of the time he's he's Batman. Like you just yeah. see him as like even when he's not in the cowl, he's still in that weird like homeless garb or whatever they call that. So mm-hmm. there's only like three, maybe four scenes of him just being Bruce Wayne outside of doing Batman stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that was something I've been looking for for a long time because, yeah, like I said, it's like he, it's so rare he's Bruce Wayne because it's called Batman, not Bruce Wayne as a vigilante. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was interesting that and I, I don't know if you want to get into the costuming and the cowl and thing like that, but yeah. whatever they did with that cowl allowed him to act through it. Mm-hmm. So he is probably, in my opinion, the the best I don't say I can't decide if I think he's the best Batman, but he is the only person who has been able to actually get a performance within the suit. I I I am with you because I it's like I'm I've, I'm struggling. I really don't want to just be one of those guys like oh this is the best one ever, especially because like it's so new. So you're worried about that recency bias thing, but it's yeah. one of those like like the more I sit because I have watched this movie or at least parts of this movie once a day since it came out on HBO Max. <laughs> because every time I do, there's something else about it I cling on to. It's like today I'm watching it and I'm I'm really clinging on to the music or I'm watching it and I'm really clinging on to the editing or I'm clinging on to this aspect. And like you, yeah, they they I really felt like the suit because Matt Reeves I feel like knew he's going to be wearing this suit for 90% of the movie. Yeah, he's got to be able to act in it as opposed to as much as I love the Dark Knight and it's my it's my number two favorite Batman movie. Um, he I mean, there's a joke in the movie about how the suit needs redesigned because he can't turn his head, you know, yeah. which is a big joke that harkens back to the 89 Batman about every time Mike uh, Matt, Michael Keaton had to turn around. He had to turn his whole body. Um but even then it was like he was you're wearing he's wearing the suit for maybe a quarter of the movie tops yeah and so he's not he doesn't have to put on a performance he just has to look like batman and do some action yeah. so i agree with you cuz cuz that that mask is made of like stitched together leather so it moves with his face it, it works with his face with his facial features you know um the, the Christian Bale's mask in the dark night had like this little tiny narrow mouth hole. And it, it was, it would just cause him to do the duck lips thing the whole time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, yeah. The, the, the Bale cowls, especially the dark night one, you can definitely tell like somebody was like, he doesn't have a strong jaw. We got to add it. Yeah. And that was where I think, I mean, in, I'm not saying you shouldn't cast Christian Bale, but just right. it's okay for him not to have a square jaw. Like it's okay. We didn't <laughs> we didn't have to, to to give him the smallest mouth hole ever of a Batman costume. Like look, the square jaw thing comes from Batman the animated series where they drew a square jaw. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's sometimes you just have to let humans be humans. I know it's odd, especially in comic movies. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, I, I think that his. His performance, like I said, I don't know if it's the design. I don't know if it's just the, the manner of the way he's able to act with his eyes. And it, it was, yeah, his his perform. I, I like the movie a lot. I think it's an excellent film, but it doesn't work 
without his performance. Oh, I, so you're saying that like at the end of the day, if with without Pattinson's take on Batman, this movie probably doesn't work. Uh, well, it, it doesn't do what it is doing. Like okay. you would have to change the film because it is you're watching a detective do his job. Mm. And if you can't make that work through the Batman outfit, this movie becomes really boring, really fast. Mm. If you have somebody who's in a stiff costume like Keaton or, or several of the others who can't emote, who can't tell you what he's thinking, and he's just walking around in this suit, this movie just kind of goes from like, this is awesome to, I mean, it's a cool story. Batman's just walking around like a weirdo. <laughs> I get you. And I, I, I compare this to, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you've seen but Blade Runner 2049. I have. You have. Okay. Um, I can remember if you had or not. But I, I say a lot of the same things about Ryan Gosling um, in terms of his ability to convey a lot with his eyes um, in both Blade Runner 2049 and First Man, both movies where Ryan Gosling's playing kind of an emotionally cold, non-expressive character. He does a lot of emoting with his eyes when he learns a piece of information and he looks down and you kind of see the way his eyes are flickering and the way he's positioning himself and you can figure out what he's thinking. And I don't think Blade Runner 2049 or first man work as well without that kind of acting. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you as far as Pattinson goes, the same thing is because he, because he's in the movie, he's in 90% of the movie, but he has like 10 lines. Yeah. So a lot of his acting does have to be conveyed non-verbally. And yeah, I think like, I, I think about the scene where he's checking out Riddler's apartment and the, and officer Martinez is giving him a crap and he just keeps looking back at him. Like, really? Yeah. And, and those scenes alone, he, he doesn't say a word, but yeah. you understand a hundred percent what he's thinking and feeling because yeah, he gives away with how he looks. See, and this is where I know it'll probably never happen. But I would love to see this version of Batman with the Justice League, because I think that's mm. for me personally, you know, um, the coolest thing about Batman is watching him be a dick to Superman. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't get that when he's not when he's by himself or yeah. if he doesn't have a Robin and he's usually not that short with Robin, but to see him like, you know, pointing out all of Superman or Wonder Woman's mistakes, telling flash what a moron he is, you know, and then just taking, you know, taking green lanterns ring. How'd you do that? You weren't concentrating. <laughs> yeah. And just getting that, I, that kind of thing, but some of it nonverbal or just, you know, whatever, you know, you know, Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, Wally West, change you know <laughs> so i i that is one thing i it would be fun because yeah that's same with christian bale i would have loved to have seen christian bale's batman interact with some of the other heroes he he didn't quite have it as bad as i think some of the other ones as far as the whole like i don't like people but you could definitely tell there were some people who was like yeah whatever i don't want to talk to you <laughs> Well, as, as much as, and I know you don't, but as, as much as I like Batfleck, I feel like he was never given the room to do that because the movies he was in was either trying to take out Superman or trying to take out a giant alien. Like it wasn't a lot of, he didn't, he did, he wasn't given as much room to breathe with those kinds of things in, in the limited amount of time we had him. Yeah, he, he is, 
he is, uh, I will say it along with Cavill, he, he was just robbed of what could have been something cool. I, I'm not the biggest fan of those movies, but I can't say Ben Affleck was bad as Batman. Mm. Like as much as that one weird speech is kind of off-putting, his whole like, you know, that man is an alien. If there's even a 1% chance that he is a villain, that we have to take it as an absolute mm. and kill him dead. And I don't care what his mom's name is. He's going to die. No, anyway, sorry. <laughs> But I think that's where, to me, some of Batman's coolness is. Like one of my favorite moments of that character was in a Green Arrow and Black Canary comic. Mm. And they have called him to help them fight this team. And there's like all these bad guys and it's Black Canary and, the, and Batman shows up and he's like, all right, who's the most powerful person here? And she's like him. And he hits him in the head with a batarang. <laughs> <laughs> And knocks him out because he was a telepath. And then they just decimate this group because he took out instantaneously the person who would have kind of brought it all together. It's like, I, it's like when you go to prison, you find the biggest guy there and you beat the crap out of him. Um, it's, not that I've been to prison. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't been in prison long enough to have to do that. <laughs> so that's, that's another, that's another, another episode of the show. Well to do um, anyway. So with, um, with with the Batman and we take a look at like this is one of those ones where like as strong as Pattinson was also I feel like this movie doesn't work without a strong enough supporting cast yes. and and my god I mean f- find me a bad performance in this movie from any of the supporting kids because usually you get like one maybe two who they're like I'm in a supporting role I'm just going to read my lines and get through this. And they kind of phone it in maybe a little bit. Everyone who was in this, it almost felt like you get, you're not the star, right? Yeah. Like that, that everybody was delivering a hundred percent, no matter how big or small their role was. So which of the supporting cast, and I feel like I might know what your answer is going to be. Which one do you think stuck out the strongest for you? You know, honestly, I want to say Jeffrey, Wright. Because I love a capable Gordon. I can't stand yeah. doddering Gordon who's just watching Batman do things. But man, John Turturro, bro. Right? Like, just like, like, dude, wh- where did this come from, bro? Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I underestimated the sneakiness, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was the one, he was the one I was betting was going to be just, you know, fine. Yeah. I thought I was going to walk with that going, yeah, it's just- it was fine. It was fine. It was really good. <laughs> oh, just some of the scenes. Just you get that like just enough sleeves that you know he's a villain, but mm. not so over the top where he's like, "Yeah, hey, I'm one of the bad guys." Yeah, you know, he's just yeah. Like you can you can almost believe the story he feeds Bruce. Yeah, like you're you're pretty sure he's full of shit, but you can almost believe him. Yeah um like he's like, that charismatic he's got like you're like dude he does have my back i know he's a criminal but he's got my back does he though because because he, he's already he he's already admitting like yeah like i did this thing but i didn't do it it wasn't as bad so it's like so you think like well he's already admitting he did if, if he was gonna lie he would just say he didn't do it right right yeah yeah and and but that also speaks to like a the brilliance of the writing because it's like that's that that's just good writing right there but also just how well I mean, I mean, again, who would have ever thought I'd say that John Turturro was charming? He was really yeah. charming in the movie. Um, but also when you get to where he's 
about to kill Selena Kyle. It's like, you could totally believe this guy would just go around strangling people. Yeah. Oh no. It, it's, he is, he is the one who, cause I mean, like everybody else who was cast, like I've seen other stuff with Jeffrey, Wright. I've seen Paul Dano do this Riddler thing that he does dozens, you know, in half the movies I've seen him in, you know, not that it was bad. It was just like, of course, now you, sometimes they put an actor in place and you're like, that's going to be great because yeah. he's there. Like when, but, when I heard Paul Dano was the Riddler, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I even knew John Turturro was in this. So when he showed up and I was just like, okay, I, I, knew, he was, I knew he was in it. And I, I kind of figured he was going to be Carmine Falcone when I heard he was cast, but it was one of those, it was, but it was never confirmed until like the movie was about to come out. So it was one of those, I was like, okay, yeah. All right. Sure. If you just need him as a, but I also, again, didn't know how big a part he was going to play. It's it just, when you start hearing who they're casting and who they're playing, you start to figure like, oh, this is going to be like long Halloween which yeah. a lot of it was. Um, so let's, let's also get into our, our, <laughs> Selena our, Kyle. our <laughs> let's get into Selena Kyle. Um, yeah. So, uh, that was, again, it was another one when they start in this, And I remember when they were announcing all these castings, I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, a lot of big names, a lot of characters. Are we facing an over an overblown cast? Like, is this going to be too many people? because we saw that happen in movies like, you know, where they have too many villains and too many extra characters and no one gets enough time. So it's like, and we're adding Catwoman to this. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Who are we casting Selena? Oh, oh, okay, cool. I'm into it again. It was another one. I was like, Paul Dano, you cast her as who? Okay, cool. Um, I, I thought she crushed. I thought she absolutely uh, totally crushed. I thought she, kind of like with with Pattinson she knew what she wanted she knew what this character needed to be she knew how to approach it and and I feel like she was enjoying being this character so much at no point did I feel like oh look it's Zoe Zaldana or not Zoe Saldana Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman I was like oh no it's Catwoman like that's Selena Kyle yeah I thought she she was really good and the thing for me with with her is or and, and it's kind of going back to the whole too many characters thing is i don't think a movie can ever have too many characters can have too many origins and i think that was the fault of a lot of these batman movies early on is like they got into telling the origins too much like we don't we learn the riddler's origin as the movie progresses right it doesn't start out with him as an orphan blah blah agony shmagony. so with selena kyle i mean she never just suddenly goes oh i'm gonna be catwoman now you know you you just see her doing her thing and you realize she's been doing this for a while we don't need an origin i don't like look she she works a strip club sometimes she probably was a stripper but she's mainly a waitress in a, in a horrible place and she cat burglars mm-hmm. cool that's what i needed for this character let's go yeah and i think that she she she's great in the role um yeah, I don't know about the Falcone daddy thing, but I also have a weird, you know, we get into the story here in a yeah. minute, but um, I thought her performance is there. The, 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 the chemistry between her and Pattinson mm. is outstanding. Oh my I God. It was, it was palpable. You could cut, you could cut the sexual tension with a knife. Yeah. Even though I would have loved to have seen like, Bruce Wayne run into her and see if there's a difference. 
which is why I thought it was really curious. So when they're at the funeral and he, he thinks that she's there because he sees the boots or whatever, and it turns out it's not her. But I also distinctly remember production stills from the set of seeing Zoe Kravitz in that outfit, in that set. So I almost wonder if there was a different take or a different version of that scene where she was there that they decided to to go against uh, or, or to, to change um, or if that was just there for the sake of being a fake out. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I but I'm with you like, yeah, it would have been neat. But also when you consider the fact that this Bruce Wayne doesn't go out. Yeah. That if it wasn't going to be in that funeral scene, it wasn't going to be anywhere else. If it if this if this was because he hasn't developed who Bruce yeah. Wayne is going to be in the public eye yet. So if he was out doing more stuff in public, I could see that happening. But yeah. since he spends all his time as Batman. Well, and it doesn't even have to be a scene, even if he, she's there and he bumps into her and then she turns and looks at him. And she says, oh, sorry. And just walks away from him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's not you, dude. <laughs> right it's the suit it's the suit, suit. chicks take the suit um so yeah i but i i loved her mode and it, because we'll get this through but like i loved i loved the way she played with the motivations um and and just again i i seriously hope she comes back because she like if they decide not to have her i know they've i know i think they've said that like she's still coming back for the sequel and i hope that that remains true um because i'd love to see more of them together like we're going to see because this is the first time and we'll talk about this in a minute where batman's had an arc really in any of these movies and i feel like she does too and i'd like to see how their respective arcs are going to affect their relationship going forward into future movies yeah yeah i i think it's it's just amazing and then i don't think we cannot talk about colin farrell Oh, um, no, Colin Farrell's not in this movie. That's not no, Colin right. Farrell. That is not Colin Farrell. You can tell me till you're blue in the face. I just can't believe that's Colin Farrell. It's so, the transformation is unreal. There's like two different lines he said that I was like, oh, there he is. Like just really short lines. And I'm like, there he is. But yeah, it's, he does a fantastic job. I, I'm glad he's in the movie, but I do, I am like, I'm not saying this because he's bad in the movie, but I just had this moment of like, why? <laughs> I, I think for him, it's, it's a, it's seed planting and world building. Yes. For what's going to come. Cause we see that at the end where that's that shot of him looking out like, like, okay, now there's room for me to fill this void. Um, but also I always think it's kind of a neat idea where it's like, because there are so many characters in, in DC comics that you can use in, in Batman comics alone. It's like, yes, they could have just made his character, just some other high ranking mob goon. It's like, or we've got characters to play with. Let's just make him another Batman character. And then we can do something with him later. And I think the penguin one kind of makes sense because with us being this early into Batman's quote unquote career, these guys got to start somewhere. You know, they, there can't just be a penguin all of a sudden, like he's got us, he's got to come from somewhere and, and filling in that void that Carmine Falcone leaves. I think, I think makes sense. No, I meant more like casting him. Like, Oh, why Colin Farrell? Yeah. Like, like, oh, I mean, no I, I don't, 
<laughs> yeah. Like, like no, Colin Farrell's a fantastic actor. Yeah. He, he was, I cannot believe he didn't get nominated for best supporting actor in um, the saving Mr. Banks. Oh, that yeah. is a crime. But like who was going, well, we need somebody who's kind of portly and can act. Well, there's nobody. Let's get Colin Farrell and put him in, an, in a suit. Like Let's that's this where ridiculously like, yeah. handsome Irish guy. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm, I, I get where you're coming from. But yeah, that is such. It's like, listen, we want you to be, be in this Batman movie. Oh, really? Who am I? Gonna, am I going to be Batman? No, you're going to be a bad guy. Oh, am I going to be? Am I going to be Joker? Am I gonna be, no, you're going to be the Penguin. I'm sorry. What now? Yeah. Yeah. What? No, no. It's um, going gonna, gonna to make, make sense when you see it. Um, and and I mean, yeah, it it worked so well. It I, I mean, he was. I walked out of that going like. I never thought the penguin would be my favorite part of a movie, but he was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> he was, he was great. And then, like I said, Colin Farrell's one of those actors, like with the exception, I think of maybe minority report. I've liked him in everything he's been in. Even when the movie's not good. Yeah. Even when the movie's not good. He, I've always liked him. Daredevil's but, um, not a good movie. He's so good as bullseye. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's having uh, so much uh, fun. He's, oh, he he's having so much fun in that movie. Uh, <laughs> Which dude, start? I, which starred Ben Affleck? Dude, I, I still like that movie. You guys, you're wrong. Get the um, get the director's cut. Anyway, um, we haven't mentioned him yet, but but Andy Serkis is Alfred. Not a lot of screen time, very little screen time, in fact. But I like the dynamic. This is a different dynamic than what we've seen with Alfred and Bruce. I thought he was. I thought he was good. I. I, I like there's nobody in this thing that I have to go. Well, I wish. Well, there is one guy, but that's a different thing altogether. Not to the right. actor. No, I um, <clears throat> I just feel like he was so good, but this version of Bruce Wayne doesn't need him as much. Like it's almost like this is a a version of of um alfred who has got bruce wayne to a certain point and then bruce wayne has just gone on beyond it and now you're like okay um what do i do like i i I still need to help this boy but he doesn't want my help so that's why i think it's interesting because usually you know batman comes into the bat cave and he's like alfred blah 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 blah. i need you and this one alfred has to come and like hey what are you doing Oh, who's that? Oh, what's this code? You know, he's kind of trying to reinsert himself in this situation, even though Bruce clearly doesn't want him there. And um, and so I think it's a really cool, it's a different dynamic, but it's also like, and it happens with a lot of these, any comic book movie, especially the Batman movies, it's like, there's because there's no arc, there's no development, even though there's sometimes an origin, it's like by the end of the origin story, everything is in place that's supposed to be in place. Mm-hmm. And I like that in this movie, like everything's still not in place. This is his second year. He still has a weird suit. He doesn't fully have a quote unquote bat mobile that looks like a bat. Mm-hmm. Him and Alfred still have don't have that rhythm of working together as a team. And I think that goes to show just kind of how... I dare say like immature the concept of a Batman is and how he can mature into something. I mean, he, he does it in the movie. He starts out being vengeance. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie is like, no, I cannot be vengeance. Yeah. I have to be something else. So. 
And I think I your like point it. about him not needing him or not realizing what Alfred's role is yet plays into that. Um, Cause I think we're going to see that change in, in the next movie. And then, and then I'm assuming there's going to be a third after that. Um, I think we're going to see because we see seeds of it in this one where that relation, that dynamic is already changing when Bruce goes up and puts his shades on because God forbid he'd be in the daylight and and alfred's like oh i'm just working on this oh look i figured it out and bruce is just kind of like oh oh okay well hey while you're doing that and then the moment in the hospital which you know had me choking up a little bit in in the in the theater the first time i saw it <laughs> i was just i was just like oh. um yeah i think i think we'll see some of that as time goes on but again also i think what we're going to see is that as he, as Bruce Wayne develops his outward persona and becomes more of a public figure, Alfred's going to be there to keep the public at bay. Is yes. going to be there to be his, you know, like where is Bruce Wayne? Oh, he's uh, skiing. Yeah. yeah, he's he's good. He's good. He's going to be there to keep his real life in order and yeah. and and for him while he does his Batman thing. Um. So let's 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 get into let's get into the writing. Let's get into the story and the plot of this thing. Um, one of the big, let's call it criticisms. I think it's just more whiny complaints personally, but is is the length of the movie. It's three hours long. How does that make you feel? I I didn't mind it in that I was so into the world. I could have been there forever. I did have a moment where I was like, Oh, it's not over yet. Mm. So I think that Matt Reeves must not have had any clue he was going to get to do a second one. So every idea he had, he put into this movie because it's a very robust movie. Mm. You know, it's it's Batman versus Riddler, Batman versus Falcone, Batman, uh, you know, Batman versus corruption, Batman finding out about his background, Batman you know, Catwoman involved her streak through all this. I kind of feel like, and it's not bad, but take out one. Like, okay. get rid of the whole Falcone aspect and it's Batman versus Riddler and corruption or Batman versus Falcone and corruption. I feel like it's, it's not, I don't think it's, it's still a great movie. But a two-hour version of this movie that leads it to a third movie that is him having to complete the arc of either one, like ending it where the Riddler has done something. Okay, now my next, the next issue or the next movie is about him taking out the Riddler. Mm. Something along those lines. Because, I mean, I had the point in the movie where I was like, all right, now we're going to do Court of Owls because this movie is so stuffed. And right. it... It has a good pace, and because it's that noir detective thing, it didn't feel like I don't want to be here. But I did have a moment of like, oh, we're not done. And because I was into it, I had no problem staying. But if you don't buy into that movie, and then suddenly you're like, oh, wait, Batman has more crap to do, I can totally see somebody being like, no, I'm out. So what I'll, what I'll say is this. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, there's a lot. It, it, there's a lot in this movie. I struggle with the idea of taking anything out only because the way it's set up, if you remove the Falcone stuff, okay, well then 
what does that do with the rest of Riddler's plan? If you remove the Selena Kyle stuff, like how do you, how do you uncover, how do you need her to help kind of uncover everything going on with Falcone? If you remove it's one of those, it's like the way it's, so it's hard for me to get my head around removing any one of the things just because of how everything is written is in such yes. a way that it's like there might be a two hour version of this if you go back and rewrite the other two thirds of the movie correct but you'd have to go back and rewrite the other two thirds of the movie to make it work um and i just i don't know but also and i was talking with somebody about this last night it's like yeah it's three hours and yeah it's a lot but is it interesting Yes. And mine says like, yeah, yeah, it's it's three hours, but it's an interesting three hours. Um, you know, Avengers Endgame was three hours, but there was stuff happening in those three yes. hours, as opposed to the Irishman, which is three and a half hours, and it's a long three and a half boring hours. There's not a lot of interesting, it's mostly just a lot of like, okay, all right. And we're still talking and we're still <laughs> yeah. talking and we're still, Oh, look, Robert De Niro's getting a hot dog and we're still talking like it's actually a scene in the movie, by the way, kids. Um, so I'm like a movie being long does like, like a movie's length doesn't determine its quality. I, right. I heard a lot of people saying like, Oh, it sucks. Cause it's so long. Well, no, that, that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's long. As it long as what's means- happening in the three hours is interesting and good. I could give a shit. Well, and that's where you get into what are we looking for? If you're not looking for a noir detective Batman movie, this movie is not for you, i.e. most people would say it sucks. Right. But also I would, and to that, I would say they've been very public that that's what this movie is going to be. Mm -hmm. Like it is, they have not shied away from that at all. Um, So it's, again, that's one of those, it's like, okay, but because people I was talking to, they were like, Oh, it was, it wasn't, it was, there, there, there wasn't a lot of action. I'm like, they said from day one, this was going to be a, a mystery. It's not an act. Yeah. So I was telling like my mom, I was telling my mom before she saw it, I was like, just so you know, it's not an action movie. There are action sequences in it. It is not an action movie. It's, yeah. it's a Fincher esque, you know, Zodiac meets seven with Batman sprinkles. It, like yeah. that's the movie. And so she knew that going into it. So she was able to sit back and take it for what it was. Definitely. People who were going into it saying, oh, well, there wasn't enough action. It's like, okay, we'll go back. And then I say, go back and rewatch it, knowing it's not an action movie. And what I Correct. found is with a lot of those people, when they went back and watched it a second time, now knowing what the movie is, they enjoyed it more the second time because now they could put their expectations to the side. Correct. And that's what happens with, I think, some movies of like, you know, what, 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 what did I want this movie to be? Yeah. If you go to fight club thinking you're going to have this really cool, interesting pit fighting movie, yeah. you're going to hate it. And then when you watch yeah. it the second time, you realize it's hilarious. Yeah. That was right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, and it, so that's, it's, that's, I'm not saying it's a complaint. It's not a complaint, but it is something that I go like, yeah, like if, if like you said, if you're not on this ride, this movie is going to be, it's going to be a hard, a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, but, um, but with that being said, you know, we get into a couple of stories. There are, there are several story elements that I think people were hoping they were going to avoid and they either did or did not. 
We obviously, we didn't bother with the whole Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot behind the theater, which was nice. They do play a part in this movie. And I actually really liked how they incorporated that story into this. Um, Because I had not read Batman Ego prior to this. So when they dropped the whole Martha's last maiden name was Arkham, two thoughts went through my head. Oh, that's different. And, you know, I never did. I always did kind of wonder what Martha's maiden name was before. (laughs) Because she's always just Martha Wayne. So because I remember hearing people in the theater behind me going like, wait, what? That's a thing. <laughs> I'm like, um, and, but also we also, we get that. And then we also get a, which some people were saying they didn't want, but we also get a slight acknowledgement at the existence of the Joker, which people have had some mixed feelings about. And so I want to ask you, how do you feel about the way they handled the, the Waynes and their murder and all that? And how do you feel about how they handled the, the acknowledgement of the Joker? I think the Wayne's thing was perfect. I, I could have done without the Joker. Okay. Um, I think the, the Wayne's dodging the origin, dodging the pearls thing that we've seen a billion times. I love that. Let's just get with Batman doing his thing. Mm. I had not read Batman ego either. I don't think I knew the Arkham thing, but I've been fascinated. Some of the Arkham stories, either you get into Arkham asylum or the last Arkham, which is creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Well, both of them are creepy, but yeah, I did not know that. And I thought it was fascinating, especially when you get into like the mental health thing, because then you have to go, well, I guess that explains Batman (laughs) a little bit, (laughs) a little bit, but, um, but no, like, I think with the Joker thing, like, I'm really glad they took out the deleted scene. Did you like the deleted scene? I couldn't get through it. We'll talk about that later. Um, because my, my thing is, um, it's Batman. Mm-hmm. We know he's out there. Mm-hmm. We know the Joker's out there. I don't need it. I don't yeah. need that. I, I, cause the problem too, for me is like, like I spent a good minute going like, is it supposed to be the Joker? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be two face. Who, who is that supposed to be? Because they don't say who it is and you don't see him. So I was like, I'm assuming that's supposed to be the Joker. But then I go, okay, like that, that adds zero to this movie. You know, I I just, I just felt like um, if none of that had been in there, it affects nothing of the movie in any way, shape or form. And I don't know if they just didn't want to do what's his name wrong by completely cutting him out of the movie or whatever. But yeah, I just, I did, I didn't hate it. But it was just like, like I just remember going like, "No, man, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't need this part. I, I just didn't." So for me, so a, I love the deleted scene. I agree, it didn't need to be in the movie because watching it and knowing where it takes place in the movie, it, it, it adds nothing. It's just there to be kind of a cool scene. It's very much a continuing with 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 Matt Reeves kind of homage to these these cerebral crime thrillers. It's very much a Silence of the Lambs moment. It's Batman yep. going to him saying, look, I'm trying to deal with this guy. This is kind of your thing. What can you tell me? And it's it's a cool scene in that in how, again, it establishes where we're at. 
you know, you find out that Batman's already dealt with the Joker in his first year because Joker makes the joke of like, oh, it's our one year anniversary and you brought me papers one year, the paper anniversary. That's objectively funny, by the way. Um, and just that kind of and it, but, it, but it does it doesn't add anything to what we're going to get. We're going to find out later on anyway, you know, the whole connection with him and the Riddler. Um, I'm cool with the scene with him and Riddler in jail being in the movie because it doesn't commit to anything like even Matt even Matt Reeves has said I'm not setting up for a sequel with this like he's like Joker he's like I have no immediate plans to use Joker as my next villain he's like I'm just acknowledging that he's out there this is it's it's just it's purely a world building so so from the world building aspect I'm glad it's in the movie could you cut it out and and save yourself a minute and a half yes but also it's like you're saving a minute and a half who cares yeah well, the movie that um, now a five minute deleted scene like we have with him, him and Joker in the in the cell. Yeah, by all means, cut that. It doesn't add anything. It's five minutes. Go ahead and cut that. The scene with with Joker and Riddler is he says like 90 seconds at the end. Who cares? It's yeah. it's just it's just their way. of and It's also their way of letting everyone know, like, this shit's not over. Yeah, um, we're probably going to see. Because it was something that they had they had originally planned on doing, I guess, with the third Dark Knight movie was gonna be kind of something similar to what it seems like they're setting up. I don't know. We'll see. But um, overall, the one thing I I, I want to comment most on with this is this is the first time in a Batman movie we've seen Batman have an arc. He yeah. is not the same person at the end of the movie that he is at the beginning of the movie. Usually in these movies, Batman is just Batman. He's and in Bruce, Bruce Wayne has an arc. Yeah, usually, usually dealing, Bruce Wayne's the one with yeah. the arc, dealing with a dual identity or dealing with blah blah blah. Yeah. But seeing Batman have an arc and and like we said earlier, of like coming out of being vengeance and going like, no, I should probably call myself the Batman. Because mm-hmm. he says um, straight up, he's like, he's like, yeah, I've had an effect on this city, not the one that I was hoping for though. I need to change how I do things. That's why we get that great moment. Because I've seen some people talk about how they said you could cut out all the stuff in the the arena with the flood and all that to which i say you you go to hell one it's a great sequence and two we need that sequence to happen for everyone to see him as a hero yeah because without that sequence everything he's been doing to stop the riddler has happened behind the scenes in the shadows with this moment he gets to save everybody in front of everybody and have that moment where he holds out his hand and the little kid takes it and people get to see him as a hero. So you get that last shot of him putting the lady on the stretcher and she holds onto his arm. Like she doesn't want him to go juxtaposed with the beginning of the movie where he saves a guy and the guy is like, please don't hurt me too. Um, yeah. I always crack up the, the we, that movie happened and I leaned over to my wife and I go, yeah, national guard, we need your help. But Hey, there's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine <laughs> i i know it's gonna be weird but just 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 he's there to help Trust is he me. wearing a bat suit just let it go just let yeah. it go he's yeah. sensitive don't bring it up it's <laughs> don't touch yeah. the ears do not touch the ears yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he punched he'll, a cop he'll, he'll lose his balance <laughs> yeah <laughs> he punched a cop he'll punch what was that the tick where he has the antenna and one yeah. of the cartoons they like, remove him and he can't keep his balance anymore yeah so um, good but no, that was my only moment of like someone had to go. Okay, look, he's gonna be dressed <laughs> like a bat. He's there to help. Just, just 
Just go with it. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. Because the National Guard. Let him think he's helping. (laughs) Yeah, because the National Guard would not be from Gotham. They'd be from everywhere. Yeah. Whereas everybody in Gotham would know who that he existed. So I just had this moment of them like flying up and going like, is that dude dressed as a bat? No, we got the note. Just he's helping. Fine. It's fine. We got a memo. It's cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. The, the, the group text please yeah. <laughs> be nice to the guy dressed as a bat Just okay got it picture of a bat emoji question mark question mark wtf <laughs> yeah. yeah the cape's like an added touch just just, <laughs> just help him unload people <laughs> um so with that being said i mean we could i could talk about this movie for hours i think i think we could talk we could just keep delving into this movie deeper and deeper and deeper um, if I overall, Matt, just kind of your, your final overall thoughts on the Batman and 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 how you feel about it. It's an excellent film. It's it is a film that I've wanted to see of Batman for a long time. These this is the comics I was reading when I was a teenager. Is Batman working with the cops? Batman doing this like procedural detective thing? You know, you don't have the ridiculous, over the top world shattering storylines he's going it's just him trying to save the city um uh, pattinson's performance is outstanding and i mean he is he's a standout because no one has been able to do what he was able to do in that suit and that is actually be able to interact and act with people and you understand what he's doing what he's thinking what he's saying and then just the intelligence that he you know because some of the other Batmans, they've been smart, but they've been smart because of the, I'm going to do this. I'm glad I have $80 billion of technology that helps me with it. You know, so I, I think that's the big thing for me is I just like the more grounded, the more boots on the ground kind of approach to him and just seeing him do something we have never seen him do. And that's just be detective. Yeah, I'm with you. This is a, this is a version of Batman that I've wanted to see for a very long time. My favorite stories with Batman were always the noir mystery detective stories. Um, I'm a big fan of long, uh, packed, what I like to call deliberately paced films that just take their time and just tell the story they want to tell and don't worry about trying to keep it under a certain length. It's like, look, we're just going to tell the story we want to tell and it's as long as it is. And, and, um, and, the the absolute smorgasbord of acting and great performances in this again behind this behind the scenes as well i mean matt reeves with his amazing script and direction fantastic uh, cinematography jacchino's score which we haven't even gotten into jacchino's score for this movie is one of his best i pray he's nominated for an award for this because the the score for the batman just the batman theme alone is is just sends chills through my spine um i can't recommend this movie enough we would love to hear what you guys uh think about the the batman as well uh so hit us up on on twitter uh you can find me at mr mike shea you can find me at mr j ninja the letter j on twitter and uh you know we always appreciate hearing from you guys so let us know and we'll be back again next time with another delve into the batman mythos dare i say same bat time same bat podcast channel had to do it i'll allow it oh (laughs) bye guys